Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sunday Showcase. Highlighting some of the best audio storytelling found anywhere. All right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Hello, I'm Larry Groby of the Generic Radio Workshop. When you look back at the golden age of radio, it's not hard to spot a color barrier. Radio was almost exclusively a medium of white performers and put just a handful of black characters on the air, almost always in supporting roles. Now, some folks did try to change that, and today's show represents one such story. The African-American author, Langston Hughes, who burst onto the literary scene as part of the Harlem Renaissance in the 1920s with his jazz-influenced poetry, was one of those folks who tried to change things. In the 1940s, he proposed creating a radio soap opera that would have featured an all-black cast. It would have been revolutionary had that happened, but white America wasn't ready for it. The project never got past the first two scripts he wrote. Those two scripts have never been performed until now. So to talk about this today, I brought in from City College of New York, Vanessa Valdez, who is the director of the Langston Hughes Festival, which is happening this month. Welcome, and thanks for being here. Thank you for reaching out. It's a pleasure to talk to you. So more than half a century after his death, there is an annual Langston Hughes Festival now, and it's been going on for 44 years. Um, so this is the 44th. We will have a 45th um, in November 23. Um, so this was started in our English department and in collaboration with our Black Studies program, uh, then department. And the whole process of it was really to honor writers of African descent. The City College of New York is located in Harlem. And there is no other writer who is as identified with Harlem as Langston Hughes. But Hughes wasn't born in Harlem. He had a, a very different background. So he is born in the Midwest, which people don't know. <laughs> I think, you know, just saying they, they affiliate him with, with Harlem. They don't know he's not born and raised in the city. He wasn't. He, he was like so many people um, who came to this city in the early part of the 20th century as part of the Great Migration. And so he is born. There's some controversy about his birth. Uh, because he was listed as being born in 1902. And I think maybe two years ago, they said, oh, actually, he was born in 1901, right? Which you know, affects um, how we think about him even then and things like his centennial. People know the name Langston Hughes, and, and maybe they know he was a poet, but I don't think everyone knows how much he did beyond that. So he wrote poetry. He wrote some novels. He um, did a couple biographies. 
he did, what, seven or so plays that I know of. Um, and he tried his hand at radio, too. Do you know much about his efforts in that area? He was trying, I mean, here's the thing is that he was trying every single genre. He was also trying to get, you know, go, he at one point went to Hollywood, went to California, wanted to be a playwright or a screenwriter. You know, that's the reason why he went to Russia was there was a whole group of African-American artists that went to Russia at a time when, you know, there was a movement like the center of cinema, right? The, Russia was a part of that or the Soviet Union because Stalin was already in power and that quite frankly, it was why they had to run out, <laughs> right? And so he's going to all these spaces and developing relationships and translating poetry over there and translating poets of Central Asian, um, written by Central Asian authors and doing that. So every space that he goes to, he's translating, he's connecting across the board. And when he came to Harlem, he saw value in even the uneducated voices and the, and the ordinary lives. And, and you can hear that in these two scripts. And I think that that's, you know, again, that's what is, can be challenging, right? Because to this, in this current historical moment, we still are facing these questions. I think all marginalized populations face the questions of what does representation mean? What does true inclusion mean? You know, it's that balance of here's the best of us. And then it's here we are like warts and all. You know, and so what is the more valid? You know, that has been an incredible tension um, in the history, not only of the African-American community in terms of advancement and social mobility, right? But all marginalized populations, right? Is do we embrace every single part of our community? Again, racially, ethnically, in terms of sexuality, right? Or do we, let's just focus on this because this segment can get, can really, this, this is um, more palatable. So Langston Hughes' work and the issues he raised make him still relevant today. I mean, again, I think it's, he has, been, the multiplicity of his skill set. I think has been lost again, because it's just more comfortable. But I do think that this, this project goes a ways to a restoration of his complexity as a writer and as a creator. His, his things, his poetry and work was translated into Spanish. So we're talking about someone who is multilingual, multi-genre. And the reality is there aren't too many people who do that today. I mean, we, we think about the phrase Renaissance man, right? And whereas the Harlem Renaissance is thought of as, you know, this high modernist point within African-American literary tradition or culture tradition. Um, there are not too many who were, there, there were several who were creating in that way, but for the length of time that he was creating and in as many genres as he was creating, uh, we don't yet have a full appreciation for all he was doing. Harlem Renaissance man, I like that. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Valdez. Well, so now, folks, featuring a black cast from all across America, it's time to adjust your dial and your mindset to imagine radio as it might have sounded with Langston Hughes' Little Ham from Harlem. Listen. It's Little Ham from Harlem. 
We take you now to Harlem, where Hamlet Jones, better known as Little Ham, owns and operates the Singing Shine Parlor, a four-chair stand in a hole in the wall on Lenox Avenue. This morning, all the chairs are full, and the boys, Ham, Shingle, Buster, and Old Papa Mac are singing as they work, their shine rags popping in rhythm. Listen. Let me shine your shoe, the shine your blues away. Where the zip, the bag, and the ripper rag man say. Hey, 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 beat up, you like on your feet. Makes old troubles beat it down the street. Hey, hey. When I spread my polish on your toes, all the time I spread joy on your woes. But let me pop my rag in a rhythm jack and shine your blues away. Brush off, sir? No, never mind. Here. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. So polished on the edges? Please. That'll do, little ham. I'm in a hurry. Let me pop my rag one more time and you can go. Yes, cause I got to pull that shift. Here, take this dime. Dime? Just cause I'm the proprietor? You ain't gonna tip me? Uh, kinda short today. I'm short too? <laughs> you was born short. Mine's temporary. I'll dig you. Now ain't that son? I always tip a dime myself. Here, Shingle. Thank you. I really thank you. Goodbye. Shine my shoes, I shine my blues away. Over there, Papa Mac. Uh, let me finish up one shoe for you. Get away, Buster. I might be old, but I don't need nobody to do my work. Well, flatten my fleepers. I just wanted to help you. You just want part of this tip I'm going to get. Then I might as well tell you right now, I don't believe in tipping. Huh? I pay a man for his labor. That's all. Buster, come on here and help me finish these shoes. Yeah, man, let's get these customers out of here so we can get back to our card game. There'll be no more cards playing in here today. Aw, oh, little Ham, what's the matter with you? Card friend looks bad in a place of business. That's why. You just, because you're the provider you want to be boss to, too? Whose place is this? Yours, but you're just busting out the gang because you're ahead, that's all. That's me to ante so I can win back my lunch, but I don't lost. Shingle, you ain't going to win back nothing if we plays. Bad as I need money today, you know Clara May is suing me. So you? For what? You ain't got nothing but to shine instead. And she's trying to attach that. Why? She say I didn't breach the promise. Hell, what you don't did to Claire May? Just told her I wasn't in no position to marry. That's all. And what she say? She said I'll marry or else. Else meaning pay? I ain't in no position to pay neither. That'll do. Here's a dime, Papa Mac. A dime? This goes to the boss. Ham, here. 
you know, uh, when a customer don't tip, the uh, boss ought to split his share with the workers. If my thought had label trouble here, I'll write the president. Shiny shoes ain't national defense. No, but it's got to do with the home guard. <laughs> and uh, you Captain Cat in that, ain't you? Man, I organized a society for protection of soldiers' wives. Protection? <laughs> protection from what? From loneliness, that's what. I can't stand to see a woman lonely. Poor sweet souls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can't stand it, huh? Uh, you ain't gonna have no legs to stand on if one of them soldier husband comes back. You run your legs off trying to get out the way. How's he gonna ride if Claire Mays gonna have him in jail for breaching and promise? Hello, Pam. Good morning, Shigaloo. Howdy, Papa Mac. Hello, Shingle, Buster. Somebody give me a quick shine. Got a rehearsal to make. No, I am a man, Miss Bird. Hey, come on in for a chair. Oh, Ham, you always take the lady customers. Just because you boss. I sure don't take them when they come ugly. Shingle, clean them white shoes while you're out of What you rehearsing now, Miss Blues Chickaloo? Enacting my own, Ham. You don't expect me to stay in the chorus all my life. No, indeedy, but you did it right well in that chorus. <laughs> Traveled all over Europe, North America and South. And you got yourself an armful of wristwatches. I use them for bracelets. A Moroccan prince in Paris gave me this little diamond watch. And an East Indian Rajan named Rajini gave me this platinum one. Who gave you that little yellow one, Miss Sugarloo? I've forgotten. It's nothing but gold. Get away, Shingle. I don't need your help with these shoes. I, I just want to shine the left one. I said make yourself scarce. Okay, I'm going to lunch. It ain't lunchtime. My stomach says half past noon. What time is it, Miss Sugarloo? You mean in New York, I presume? I mean right here in Harlem. One of them watches yours gotta be right. How many you got on your arm? Eleven on the left and seven on the right. One for Paris, London, Budapest, and so on. Each European capital. And an extra one for Harlem. What time does your Harlem one say? 11.30. And, uh, what time is it in Paris right now? Six in the evening. Ah, uh, Paris. I'll never forget that night at the dinner in Boris when Prince Ali Badouli gave me this little French watch. What time is it in Abyssinia, Chigaloo? I've never met Halle Selassie. But hurry, little ham, pop that rag. I got a rehearsal to make. I open at the Bamboo Club next week. So what are you going to sing, Chigaloo? My new spin on an old classic. Hand me down my walking cane. Want to hear it? Sure, I do. You're the last person I think of needs a walking cane. But this is the singing shine shop. Now bring it on. Hand me down my walking cane. Oh, hand me down my walking cane. Yes, hand me down my walking cane. I'm gonna catch that midnight train, then all my sins are taken away. Okay, girl, I'm right. Oh, girl, yeah. 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 Like that. Come on, girl, come on. Oh, yeah. And then they throws me a walking cane, and I go into a kind of book and swing jitterbug style. Your act is sure gonna make a hit, sugar loop. If you do that, don't you need me to kind of protect you from them stage door journeys? Drive you back and forth to work every night. You got a car, little ham? Sure. 
Man, you know you ain't got no key. Shut up, shingle. Say the little baby. You silent with me. Pull the job, Hamlet, and let me go. Here's a quarter. Keep the change. The little molestiness, I'll be your man. Never mind, little ham. You're too much like Don Juan. Goodbye. Like, don't Ronald? Now, who was he? Uh, he was the original breach of promise man. Now I got you, baby, but I don't want you no more. Hey, ham. This is a flat clown. May's lawyer come up the street now. Ooh, it sure is a lawyer. Or the rent man won. Because uh, he's got a black briefcase under his arm. And he looked like business. I ain't about to talk to him. So uh, the lawyer can't do nothing but sue you. But if Claire May comes here herself, she's liable to kill you. Cut you from appendix to esophagus. Claire May's a tough woman. You better talk to this lawyer, man. Because Ham, sawed off as you is, you you a little too little and a little too short to run. Huh? I don't want no women. And why should I beat my guns with a lawyer? It ain't none of his business if I did quit Clara May. Just like your business is shining shoes, his business is suing. And if you was a lawyer, you'd sue somebody too. I don't like lawyers. Shh. He is. Is there a man here by the name of Ham? Hamlet Jones? That should be my name. I neither. Well, I understand he owns this place of business. Uh, are you Hamlet Jones, sir? Not less than you've been reborn this morning. Then it must be you, little Ham. Mr. Jones to you. Mm. I resent, represent my client, Miss Clara May Perkins. You does. Mm-hmm. You, I understand, are her fiance. Fiance. Anything but financial. She informs me with details that you have broken your promise to marry her, and you also broke her heart. My, my, my. She still got a head, ain't she? I ain't long to her on that. You couldn't even tame long enough. What you have done, Mr. Jones, to Clara Mae Perkins has shaken her soul, ruined her nerves, and ruled her emotions that she will be satisfied with nothing less than a cash settlement in or out of court. The sooner, the better. Will she take an IOU? <laughs> Don't be absurd. Mr. Jones, how would I get my fee? Man, I don't care about your fee, nor Clara May neither. She had lost her mind, and you like to lose your head. Go away. Go away. Don't threaten me, Mr. Jones. Besides, I'd advise you not to take this matter so lightly. My client has three strikes against you. Three strikes? And four counts. What are the strikes? She possesses your love letters. Huh? One. Your car key. She stole it out of my pocket. <laughs> and she has your, uh, well, the third possession she will divulge in court. Three. Well, until she divulges, I still ain't struck out. Now, what's the four counts? You led her on. Led her where? One. You deceived her. How? 
tickety tickety two. You two timed her. She don't know the hand. Uno, dos, tres, three. And you double crossed her. Cause she was cross-eyed already. Mm, mm, mm. That show makes foe. Buster, you stay out of this. I can count for myself. You say she got four counts against me. I led her on. I deceived her. I two-timed her. And I double-crossed her. That's right. And three strikes, my love letters, my car keys, and a debulging coat. Indeed she has. And I would do she up all these strikes and counts. Seven hundred dollars. A century each. Seven hundred dollars. Claire May has show lost her mind. What y'all gonna do if I don't pay? We'll go to jail. Okay, oh, 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 wait, wait. Jail? Uh-huh, I'm a busy man and I didn't come here to argue. Either you pay or you go to jail. The sheriff will send a summons to appear in court. Good day, Mr. Jones. Never now. Mr. Lawyer, don't you want to shine before you go? No. Hell, you going to jail, boss. Yeah, you sure going to jail. If you ain't got seven hundred dollars, you might as well sing your blues right now. I think much got seven hundred cent. And he sounds like he means business. 30 days in jail with my back turned to the wall. Please, Mr. Jailkeeper, there's another man in my stall. I don't mind being in jail. I hate to stay that long. That's why you hear me again. It's long some jailhouse song. Doggone it. I ain't going to jail. Get your soul box out. Let's play some blackjack. I don't want to play no blackjack, man. Cause you boss, you gonna win all our money. We ain't got seven hundred round pennies between us. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, Wait. maybe not now, but as long as you work for me, you do to earn it. And every cent you take in from your tips from now on, I'm gonna take with these here calls. Y'all said y'all wanna play calls when y'all here at work, so we gonna play. Come on. Papa Matt, you ain't too old to count the spots. I can't play ham. Here comes a customer. Oh, on it. Every time we get busy, here comes some customers. Fine, fat lady customer, too. A lady. Brown, scared and beautiful. And dressed out. That shine is mine. No, it ain't. It's mine. I see her coming. Step back, boys, and let the lady in. She's mellow. Good morning, all. I just want to shine. Oh, yes, ma'am. My chair is yeah, open. No. Just come on this way. Yeah, no, no, come on, come on, come on. Come on this way. I'll hook you up, lady. I'm first chair. Nervous. Come on, ma'am. Stand back, boys. You on my way. Now, uh, we get personal service here. What might your name be, Miss Ura? Ura uh, Miss Tana Lee. And yours? Just let him. I like that name. It suits your size. Yours is a sweet name, too. Tiny Lee. Kind of cute, you know. Big as I am, little ham, you think I'm cute like? Size is one thing, and mellow is another. Miss Tiny, you cute and mellow. But I don't feel cute this morning. 
You don't? Why? My boyfriend done quit me. He is. Now, that's a shame. My girlfriend quit me, too, last week. <coughs> that ain't all she did to you. <coughs> Shut up, Buckin. You know, it's awful to be all alone, Miss Tiny. It really is, Mr. Ham. I sympathize with anyone who's alone. I sympathize too. Do I sing like a stranger to you, Miss Tiny? No, little Ham. Seems like I knowed you all my life. There, can't we sympathize together? I reckon we could. Fact is, I know we could. Fact is, we solid could. Then, Miss Tiny, seeing how we both feel blue, I'm going to cop my rag and rob your blues right out the door. Come here. Papa Mac, take this shoe. Boys, get your rags out. Here's it this booming. And I'm beginning to feel good already. Like Sean, Mr. Sean. Yeah, I'll take this. Uh, good morning. Just have a seat. Right. Dark tan polish on mine. <clears throat> Smile and see your teeth shine through your toes directly. Miss Tiny, you know I got what it takes to cheer you up. Just Tiny to you. Just Tiny. Listen. Let me shine your shoes and shine your blues away. With the zippy zip zag and the rhythm rag, man, stay. As we be Well now, little Ham seems to have sparked with this new young lady, Miss Tiny Lee. But then, he sparked before with Clara May. But that old flame's been doused, and now it seems Ham would soon be underwater to the tune of $700. I wonder what will happen to Hamlet Jones and the boys at the Singing Shoeshine Parlor next. Tune in tomorrow to find out, as we'll listen again to Little Ham from Harlem. Well, the second and final surviving script of Little Ham from Harlem will begin again in just a moment, but I did want to let you know that a longer version of my interview with Dr. Vanessa Valdez about Langston Hughes is available separately on YouTube, and I encourage you to watch. Well, I see our cast is once again ready from their respective studios, so let's head again back to 1940s Harlem, as imagined for radio by Langston Hughes. Listen, it's Little Ham from Harlem. It's morning in the heart of Harlem. At a shine stand, Little Ham is hard at work. But he is slightly worried, as the lawyer for Clara Mae Johnson has warned him that at any moment a summons will be served on him to appear in court on a breach of promise charge. But now, with customers on the shine stand, Little Ham and his singing shine boys, Shingle, Buster, and Old Papa Mac are singing as they work. Let me shine your shoes and shine your blues away. Where the zippy zip zag and the rhythm rag man say. 
Every day I'll be like knee on your feet Make some old trouble, old speeded down the street Hey! Polish on your toes all the time and spread joy on your woes So let me pop my rag in the rhythm jack and shine your blues away Now. You can see your face in them. Just let me brush you up. Change for a dollar? Well, Ham, you got change for a dollar? If I had change for a dollar this early in the morning, I wouldn't be at work. Maybe this other gentleman on the shine stand's got it. Here you are. Thank you, kind. 75, 85, 90. Here you be, mister. And a dime for you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sure. Now, that's a gentleman. Cut the ace out with that dime, Papa Mac. Son, I ain't gambling this water. Not at all. You was too lucky yesterday. <laughs> he win that $700. He needs to pay off Clara May for breaching her promise. And our officer's liable to come down here with a corpse warrant directly. Hey, y'all stop discussing my private affairs in front of the customers. Me? Oh, <laughs> don't mind me. I I'm no newspaper reporter. But, um, who's being sued? Me? The proprietor? That's it. I ain't being sued yet, but it looks like I'm going to be. The lawyer said he's going to send me a sermons. <laughs> well... Just don't receive it, that's all. Don't receive it? How am I going to keep from getting it? <laughs> Just don't be here when it comes. How am I going to keep from being here when I run this place of business? Just, uh, don't know your own name. You mean, if the sermon's man asks for Lil' Ham, I'll say, Lil' Ham? Never heard of him. I'm George Washington Smith. That's right. If they can't serve a summons on you, they can't get you to court. And if they don't get you to court, they can't sue. And if they can't sue, they can't get no money. That's right. And if they can't get no money, I can't go nowhere. No, but they can lock you up in jail. That's game. I don't want to go to jail. All right, sir. All shined up. Okay, thanks. And thank you for the information. Ah, it's nothing. Goodbye. Hey, y'all hear what that man said? If I ain't here to get no sermons, I don't have to go to court. And if you don't go to court, you don't pay. That's right. Then, uh, why don't you leave out of here right now? You know I ain't finna leave the cash drawer all by itself. Sure ain't nothing in it. We here anyhow. No. I'm the boss, and I gotta stay in my place of business. And the singing shine shot. Lil' Hen is always the leading tenure. But y'all just help me out. If anybody strange looking coming here asking for me, I ain't me. You hear? So who is you? You can be me if you want to. Uh, no, no, no. The pleasure is all yours.
then keep your big mouth shut. And you, Papa Mac, don't you go start talking about you know my mama before me neither. You understand? Because I ain't never been born. You know I ain't going to betray you. Uh, if anyone asks who you is, who you going to be? Let me see. Uh, what would be a nice name for myself? I could be an Indian. Shooting ball or something like that. Yes. Or instead of just being Lil Ham, I could be Lil Mohammedan. Sophie Abdullah the Moolah. How is that for a name? <laughs> well, why, why don't you take out a nice all English name like Lord Count McDougalfoot Gray? Mm, that really wouldn't suit my characteristics. What is your characteristics? My looks, fool. Now stop thinking for me. I've got a quick mind. I think of something on the spur of the moment. You didn't think of anything quick with Coyle Mason. She was suing you. She didn't tell me she was going to sue me. She said she was going to kill me. But I outran her. And she couldn't get her hands on me. Then she started suing me. Mm, she sure couldn't catch you. I was picking them up and laying them down. When I left her house, 90 miles from now. But you ain't in the clear. Clear maze lively to come down here to the shop one bright morning and fly on you like a die boomer. Clear that man ain't coming in here. If she does, I know you boys will protect me. But what? <laughs> uh, little Ham, I wouldn't lay my hands on a woman to protect nobody. Not in here for me, your boss. Oh, I'll protect you, all right. I'll protect you by uh, getting out your way so you can run. This shine stands too small to fight in. Ain't it, sir? Don't worry. Clara May loves me too much to place her hands on this pretty head. She didn't love you too much to sue you. I'm going to write her a note and tell her, like the song says, think of me, little mama. When you far away. Guess that note you gonna write? You better be far away. Cause she gonna get out her gun and come right over here and fire on you. Death, where is your sting? Come on, let's deal some cards. Poker, blackjack, or skin. You know we ain't made nothing yet this morning. Then uh, we'll play for Penny. Get the soapbox out, come on. Here, here come a customer. Smooth gentleman, too. Every time we get busy, a customer has got to come. Take them, Shingle. You still, bro. Howdy, boys. I'm looking for Hamlet T. Jones. Uh-oh, somebody cut these cards. Barry one. I'm Barry an ace high. Pardon me, but I said I'm looking for Hamlet Jones. We heard you the first time, but ain't nobody by no name like that around here. Sure ain't. But I once known a boy by that name years ago in Mississippi. Facts is, I know it is more. And Ace high, a ten spot, a deuce, hitting. Hitting. Ah, take it. How come you deal all them face cards? But this is the singing shine parlor, isn't it? It was, if it didn't already change his name. Isn't the proprietor Mr. Jones? 
No idea. He ain't owned this place since Schmelly knocked out Joe Lewis. He even lost his shoes that night. That's a lot. I oh, you right. He lost his silk shirt, too. Well, could anybody tell me where I could find Mr. Jones? Better known, I understand, as Little Ham? Little Ham? Um, why don't you check down around the Apollo Theater? He always wanted to be a halftime actor. He wanted to be a full enough actor. Well, you seem to know a lot about him. Are you a friend of Mr. Ham's? A friend of that no good, slew-footed, cross-eyed rug? No, indeedy. You ought to look at me and tell me I ain't no friend of nobody like that. Well, I'm very sorry I couldn't find Little Ham because I had some easy money for him. Money then? Well, not exactly money, but in a way, uh, he could make some. Counterfeit? No, no, real. You see, I am from the Galt Boarding School for Boys. It's a swanky place, you know, and I thought maybe Little Ham might like to contract of shining a couple of hundred pair of shoes a week for the boys. You see, we'd pay him a hundred dollars a month for the service, and often the boys throw in enough tips themselves to make it come to two hundred or even more. A month? Well, that's right. It's a rich school for young men from big wealthy families, and they like to keep their shoes shined. <laughs> you heard that him? Sure, I hear it, man. That's different. Excuse me, sir. I didn't know who you was. I'm Hamlet T. Joe. I thought you was an officer with a summons. I am an officer with a summons. Here. Oh, look at that star on his vest. I'm looking at that pistol on his hip. Don't run, Hamlet. Just take this piece of paper and appear in court next Friday. Run, man. I'm too weak for that. Fact is, I'm even too weak to stretch out my hands for that paper. Well, you'd better take it. I want it. Then I'll put it in your pocket. I hope you're not too weak to read it. Here. Summons is served. Well, dog, bite my soul. Shingle, why did you call my name, foe? What did you answer for when I did call? How do we know that smooth cat was an officer of the law? And a ward officer with the summon of Simmons at that. What you gonna do now, Hamp? Do mill do and go to jail, I reckon. You know, I can't get no seven hundred dollars for no breach of promise. Sir, I'm an old experienced man, and I advise you to stop going around here breaching these girls. I Ain't breached her. It wasn't none of me that proposed to her. She proposed to me. Last leap year. Then why don't you make her pay you $700? Boy, she is. I she gonna pay me $700 unless I pay her $700 to pay me $700. Huh? Son, you ought to take her with a woman that's got something. Anyhow, you ought to marry somebody willing to do. Papa Mac, you solid, right? You saw that young lady who was in here yesterday. They gave me a phone number. That big fat young worry, son. 
kind of drunk like Miss Tiny Lee. Miss No Nine T. Stop talking about that girl, boy. She owns a beauty shop. <coughs> she does? Well, then uh, maybe she can improve your looks then. You know I like that girl. Big as Tiny is and little as you are, y'all can make a good team, little ham. I wish he'd come back in here for a shine. Business has been dull today. Nothing but man and summons is coming in. Buster, get down your get fiddle and let's sing a little song. Might chill a little hell up. I don't want to be cheered up. I want to be sad. With this big old summons in my pocket, I might as well enjoy myself and feel real bad because my heart is broke and me too. Just a dumb swear, that's all. A cat that don't know the racket. Letting Clara May fool me like this. Darcy loved me, but she didn't. All Clara May wanted was to marry. And that's too much for a woman to want from a man who ain't ready to settle down yet. It was her that proposed to me. And now she's trying to throw me for $700 besides. If my old grandma down south held this, she'd be mad at me. She told me not to come up here to Harlem and get all mixed up with these people that don't care nothing about the money. And they ain't got none of that. My grandma told me, Ham. I said, Mel? She said, Ham, when you get to New York, be a good boy and go to bed early and get some rest. And don't go gallivanting around all over the place like you ain't got no sense. And don't go getting mixed up in no scrapes and avoid the law. Then the law avoids you. Just do right, that's all. Just do right. Has I done wrong? Has I, sure enough, broke Clara May's heart? Should've broke her head. $700. I just wasn't hip, that's a all. But what is she gonna divorce in court next week? Mm-mm-mm. Am I gonna have to go to jail? Oh, I feel so sad and lonesome. I wish my grandma or somebody was here. What am I gonna do? Um. Little Ham. Mama? Little Ham? Yama? Is that you, Audrey? Honey, I ain't your grandma. This is Tiny Lee. Oh, Tiny. I'm so glad you're here. I was just sitting here dreaming. You look so worried, Little Ham, saying they're all bowed over like that on the edge of that shine stand. You look like you're in trouble. I am in trouble, Tiny Lee, and I'm all by myself, too. You ain't by yourself long, as I'm here. You like me, Tiny Lee? I like you, little ham. Then get up on this stand and have a shot. Y'all look kind of get up on that stand, Shingle. Cause, uh, she's kind of plump. And your words don't make you kind of weak. I ain't got no worries now. Me and Tiny is friends. Please, friends, little ham. The future is so rosy. So tiny, just uh. Let me shine your shoes and shine your blues away. With the zippy zip zag and the rhythm rag, man, say. 
Every beat a bit lightly on your feet, make all troubles beat it down the street. Hey, hey! Well, Little Ham has been summoned to appear in court next week to face Clara May against her charge of breach of promise. And it's not just Little Ham who needs to show up, but $700 needs to appear as well. How can he come up with so much money? Will he heed Papa Mac's romantic advice? And will Tiny Lee provide his worried spirits a lift? Tune in tomorrow to find out, as we'll visit again with Little Ham from Harlem. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, please share the links with others so they can enjoy it too. And if you only heard it, then please visit projectaudion.com or youtube.com slash projectaudion so you can watch it as well. And we have plenty of other classic radio recreations online too. Until next time, thanks for listening. This is Jack Ward from the Mutual Audio Network, and on behalf of our United Artists of Audio, we're here hoping you great riches of stories and scripts during Nadsrim 2023.